welcome to Blind Hog and Acorn. I'm your host, Mary Jane, and here is the Blind Hog. It's hot outside, and I figured as long as he was going to be inside, he might as well have a sit down and talk. See, she won't even let me take a break. I have to work at this. You've got to always work, always work. That's what farm work is never it's done. Not. Well, I thought we might spend a little bit of time today talking about what you remember when you were a kid. Over the hills and far away At the break of dawn There's a place you can always stay With one organic on Well, why don't you tell me about what you remember of your grandparents' farms? Well, I remember my, I was already quite young. My grandparents were already retired pretty much. My mother's dad, Charlie, was a big white-headed man and they had pretty much quit farming. My grandmother, always had a real big garden. They did not even, my grandparents did not have any electricity when I was a kid. None? None at all. No, it was years before they got electricity. Did they have running water in the house? No. No, you had to have electricity to have running water. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless you ran with a bucket when you ran up there well, to did, the house. <laughs> did, she, did she have like a, a pump thing in the kitchen for water? Or, I don't or think... Or did they just go out to I the think, well and bring it in in a big bucket? I, You know, they always had a, a, a bucket and a dipper to drink out of. And the dipper's what you would dip out of the bucket and you drink out of it and kind of rinse it a little bit and then hang it up. <laughs> well, what would she put in her garden? Oh, I think she pretty much raised everything. They did a lot of beans and corn and I guess squash. I didn't know that much about squash at that time. A lot of okra, tomatoes. I just, I lived off of okra and fried okra and sliced tomatoes and cream corn and green beans and cornbread was like a seven days a week almost well sometimes on sunday you might have chicken and my mother might make a, a roast or something but generally there was all those vegetables all the time which was terrific did they weed their garden as much or well, I think they weeded their garden with a hoe, you know. I mean, it was, they didn't have anything raised. They just, I don't, I don't remember many weeds in their garden, so I guess they were working it all the time, you know. They didn't, they didn't have anybody to work for them. My uh, grandmother did pretty much all of that. The, uh, my, on my dad's side, my, I guess my grandmother worked out there in the garden some, and I guess Ron did too, you know. They had a big garden too. I mean, every time we'd go visit either one of them, we'd go home with a big bag of green beans or corn or whatever they were had there at the time, you know. So it was my, 
I don't know that my I don't remember my grandmother on my mother's side making soap. I know my uh, my mother, my dad's grandmother, she always made soap. She did all the wash and everything out in a great big huge kettle out in the back. She, <laughs> she'd do all that stuff in this big kettle and stir it around with a stir it around with a stick and, and rinse it around there and then hang it all up and everything. So I just remember. And she was a, a gnarly little old lady. Had she was always stooped over as when I was a kid. She had uh, osteoporosis, and it just seemed like. But she was just a she just going ninety miles an hour. She was always just going at it, you know. Hmm. You know, I it's just now. I don't remember. I know my on my. I guess they both had a. You know, they'd have some hogs that they would kill up because I know they, on my dad's side there, they all, it seemed like they always had some country ham hanging out. They had a a smokehouse thing out there, kind of a log house type thing that I guess they would smoke it or I guess they'd smoke them some and then they, I think they treated most of that stuff with, uh, with uh, salt and sugar. And I don't remember my grandparents on my mother's side. I guess they had hogs. I know that some of the other, here, both my parents were the youngest of eight in each one of the families. There were always these other (laughs) kids that were older and everything that had, and they, some of them kind of lived on farms and stuff. And so they had hogs or they, you know, people. And at that time, neighbors had hogs and stuff and so it was like i just remember that when someone would a local person would kill a hog and this was usually in like by by november or december when it started getting cold enough in tennessee to go ahead and slaughter something then you know they would everybody would they'd send stuff around the tenderloin or they'd send pork chops pork chops they'd and make up some sausage and uh I think, you know, and and they would, almost everybody would probably cure out their hams. Or they would make up, of course, bacon and other things like that. But they, you know, when they do it, and then usually if somebody's going to kill a hog, then uh, neighbors or other people around there would, would help them, you know. Usually, might, rather than one, they might do a couple of them or more, you know. Mm-hmm. And they could do that all in pretty much one day. You know, they'd, after they'd, shoot them and then they would they'd have a big pot of boiling water and then they would scorch them all down and skin them was that something that you kids would be around or yeah you know if you were you know i don't i don't remember being that i remember we had some neighbors in town that used to do that and but uh i never was that that crazy about it so i was kind of i think kids were probably more interested in the uh seeing it shot and after it was shot but uh, it was over then you know the rest of it was work <laughs> did your grandmother have milk i mean what they do for milk back then they just get it from the wagon going around or did no. they have a cow i can't imagine rom paying for milk oh. i don't think they really i don't you know i don't remember them having a cow they he had Never had a tractor or anything. I always had. He had 
he had a horse or two and some mules, and he used the mules to uh, plow. Everything he did on the farm he did with mules, from uh, cutting hay to raking to... Uh, at that time, he would take and uh, he had a where he could cut the hay, and after he'd cut it, then he'd hook a, after it would set out and dry some, then he'd have a, he'd take a, he had a hay rake that he'd pull with the mules, and he'd pull it up and and then put it into big windrows, and then he would take the windrows and and either shock them up or he'd take and just go out there along with the, with the wagon and hand load all the hay into the wagon. Just forking it all up. Fork it all up, because I remember as a kid helping do that some. And he'd fork it all in, and I mean, we'd come back into the uh, house and barn there, where the pile of hay would be, you know, in a, in a, in a horse-drawn wagon, it'd be 10, 12, 14 feet high up on it, because it would probably pack down a little as you were driving along. But as far as you could, it'd be as high as you could actually stand on the ground and lift up and throw a big <laughs> fork full up on it, you know. And then, you know, you go back to the barn, and and he had a he had a, a rack set up there that a big rack that would and that you pull the wag back the wagon in there to the barn right underneath the in the opening and then it was opening all the way up through to the second floor where the hayloft was and this thing was ran on a big huge pulley system overhead and it would come over right in front of the the wagon and it would drop down and when it it went right down through all the hay and then i think you had a a, a line that you'd pull and it would trigger and latch a little bit of a hooks at the bottom sideways a little in it the claw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this was all hooked up on a huge rope system to a mule. And they'd take the mule and run it out. And as it went out, it would pull this rack up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then it would run along the pulley system over. And then I guess you could take, you know, you take a, another rope on that. And, and I'm sure, it, I think it went sideways some too but it would go in and cross over there and you could over and then you could actually pull a rope and trigger it to drop Mm -hmm. and that's what he'd do he'd you know the the hayloft up there would be piled hay all the way to the and it was that was a pretty big barn how many acres were they farming oh he had well rom had all kinds of money he had married the first wife she had, I think she had passed away and her husband had left her money. He married her and she gave it all to him and then she died and he just invested everything. He had, he owned two or three mountains and he owned, I don't know how many hundred acres down there where he was and so he, he farmed part of it. The mountains and stuff, he had some little shacks and stuff around on them that I think he would rent out to people because he would ride up there occasionally on his horse for be gone for two or three days and ride up and I guess check all his property out and I don't think he would have that logged occasionally and I remember one time when I was a kid we rode up there uh, one of his on his side of the family uh, one of the men had driven driven us up there and there there was a 
uh, some miners up there that were starting to dig. And I, I want to say that they were trying to find silver, but I can't remember. But I know they had a, a partial pit that they were working on. So he was he went up there to kind of check and see. And I'm sure if he was doing anything like that, it would be strictly them do other things on on shares. I don't think he... He just wasn't the type of person to put any money in anything. He took money out of stuff. <laughs> he, did, he did not. Like I said, if he had property like that that he had bought at that time, you know, he might have bought he might have bought several thousand acres uh, on a, a mountain. And this is all up above uh, Warren County and Grundy County, all back up in there in Tennessee. And uh, and. And at that time, he may have bought a lot of that stuff for, you know, it might have been less than a dollar an acre. You know, he bought a lot of that stuff, I guess, I don't know if it was right, even before the Depression or in the, that period of time. My grandmother had left her husband and took my dad, who was her youngest child. I can't remember if he was... 11, 12, 13, something in that period of thing right there with her and went, and I think, I can't remember if it was her sister or that had been married to Ron, but she was just taken by him, you know, and so she moved in and lived with him for the rest of her life till she was 96, I think, when she finally passed away. And uh, they had they had a log house that had been, I think it might have had a little bit of, it was a big old log house that was up off the ground. I guess maybe three or four feet in the front because it was a, a front porch on the, that ran across the whole front of the house. And there was a, a living room and kitchen area on one side and then, a, I guess, bedrooms on the other, on the other side. And these were both led off of, I don't remember there being a, a doorway in between there it might have been but I know there was a doorway leading into the front room and then there was a, a fireplace there and there might have been one in the, in the other room over there I don't know for sure but I know they heated that thing with a fireplace which was and and a cook stove mm-hmm. like, you know my they both my grandmothers had wood cook stoves and one thing about a wood cook stove, you can in the wintertime now that thing will warm up the house. <laughs> it warms up everything. In the summertime, that's one of the reasons they cook stuff early, had a big lunch, and you know, like I, they they would they would have a big huge lunch, and then they after everybody finished, they would just take the the uh, tablecloth on all sides of here to be a big long table. And they'd take the tablecloth and pull it up on either side and flip it over and cover everything on the on the table. They no, didn't have a refrigerator. No electricity, no, no refrigerator. They'd just cover everything. <laughs> Keep and the it, flies off. Yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> that was it. Keep the flies off. And the uh, then it at supper time they just flip the <laughs> the cloth back and there you were, you know. There's there was the leftover green beans and corn and okra and 
you know, tomatoes, or I mean, like a tomato or something like that, they might just slice up a few more tomatoes, you know, anything mm-hmm. that was that they could have that would be kind of a fresh thing. And uh, and then at breakfast in the morning, it was usually eggs, you know. They had chickens and always had, always had, I guess, and, you know, usually fried eggs. I don't remember too many people older people that ate scrambled eggs and you know my sister did and my mother and you know we ate i always like i like fried eggs but i mean we always that was thing but i mean when we do something like that they'd usually like breakfast out on the farm they'd cook up either uh, country ham or bacon or sausage and then they'd have the eggs and always make up a big batch of biscuits and they'd have biscuits and, well, I mean, and they had butter and stuff, and they were either getting it milk and stuff, and they were churning it. I remember some of my aunts and stuff churning butter, so, and I and, and they may have too. They may have had a, my grandmother, may, they may have had a cow there, and she either milked it. I don't remember my grandfather, Charles, doing a whole lot, but I guess at one time he had because... And they may have, you know, they may have had a, I guess they probably did have a, a milk cow or one or two because they would, I don't remember my dad's mother, I don't remember them having a cow. They may have, probably, you know, every, pretty much everybody did. Now, when I was a kid too, they had a, what they called a rolling store that would come by. Ah, I can't remember if it was once a week. I know that, I, I do know that they had uh, an ice delivery. Mm-hmm. And they would they would come either once or, maybe they might have come twice a week. And they would, you know, whoever was delivering it would pull up there in the yard and they'd come in and look at their refrigerator and the, what, you know, that little ice chest thing. That the they ice had. box. Yeah, ice box. <laughs> And they would, they'd go out there and look at that thing and take a ice pick and go, and cup that thing into a big chunk, grab it with tongs and carry it in the house and put it in there, you know. So, I mean, they would put it, and that was, that would be a pretty good sized chunk. And it, you know, it went in the bottom of the uh, ice chest. And then the upper part, well, was like, you know, it opened up, had a, had a door with a, with a gasket on it and stuff it opened up and closed and they would put milk or stuff in there and it would keep it cool mm-hmm. and then i remember uh and i remember some of my kin folks and stuff it, actually they'd take their milk and and put it in the spring that they would be there close to the house mm-hmm. and they'd set it down in the spring which would keep things didn't keep it cold, but it kept it cool. You know, fifty some. <laughs> I, I guess they, actually, if you went swimming and that stuff, you'd think it was less than fifty. You know, it'd be it'd be cold because it'd be it'd be spring water. It was a little spring or branch would be coming out, and it uh, it was it would be cold. You know, it was it'd be really, and you know, at that time, you didn't think you think about it. It was if it looked clear, it was clear. <laughs> well. Did you enjoy go and spend like parts of the summer with both grandparents or was it? We pretty much, we would, 
we would go up to my dad's mother and my grandma Pfeiffer and and it was Grandma Pfeiffer, everybody called him. Miss Pfeiffer and Uncle Rom. <laughs> so you stayed with them mostly? We'd go up there for a week or two. I I loved it. I loved it. And my grandmother was always thinking, Rom, you gonna take him out there and get him snake bit, you know, and she'd be hollering from the porches. We would ride off I'd ride off with him on the on the wagon, mules pulling us out through there. Or I'd ride on the back when he had a if he was taking a if he was riding a horse. You know, he either rode a horse, he'd saddle a thing up and I'd get on the back I'd he'd lift me up on the back and right behind the saddle there. So or we'd go out in the wagon and go do hay. So I remember doing that. But it was usually a I wanna say it was like a it might have been a week. I, you know, I just can't remember. It's been too long. It'd be a week or ten And days. what did a grubby little kid, how would you get clean? Or was that like, Why? just just wash <laughs> your face and hands? I guess, you know. I don't remember taking a, uh, you know. Not a, <laughs> I don't remember taking a bath. I, I wouldn't have, I'd remember that probably if we had. I probably did, you know. I know when we go, and we, I had an aunt who was a school teacher, and she had a one-room schoolhouse that she took care of. After she had, she had been an old maid for years, and she'd finally gotten married, and and they had, she, she and her husband lived in a farm, and it was, you had to kind of walk from the farm, you walked kind of down in a little valley area and across a creek and then kind of up and then it was up to where the school was and because i never went out there when there was kids but we'd go over there and so when we would go visit my aunt betty we'd go and stay with her for like a week or more and she used to come and stay with us when we were younger and everything aunt betty was terrific she'd read to me i'd just probably wear her out her reading and she read all the a lot of the different stories I, you know, I want to, I can't remember if she even read, I may have read the Tarzan stuff myself, but uh, she read all the uh, Dr. Doolittle books mm -hmm. to me. Oh, I loved those things. So I think we went through all of those, and uh, so it was, but we would, when we'd go visit her, we'd go down and go. I guess if you go swimming, I guess you're actually kind of washing off too. Yeah. And and the little and that creek down there, but I remember it was cold. And as a kid, when I do stuff like that, I just turn blue. I think that's a scrawny little old thing. But we would do we do that. One thing was always I remember one thing about all the little creeks and stuff that you go swimming and stuff in. You could get a leech on you without blinking an eye. <laughs> <laughs> You don't ever notice it till all of a sudden, there it is, you know. And as soon as you somebody takes it off, you know, then it's going to bleed. But <laughs> no, and that's not one of those things you're going you're thinking about. But there were there was a lot of them in the in the creeks and stuff because they were all just creeks and that were all rock. And there was a big creek behind my uh, grandmother's at uh, up there. At, 
Uncle Rod's and stuff. There was a, now that was a little bigger creek up there. Behind the house down there, it would be probably uh, two, three, four foot deep, maybe across. It might have been, uh, you know, and it was pretty steep down to it. So, you know, even if it was a flood or something coming through, it, they were up on the hill up above it up there. And so it was, you could go down there to it. And it was, it always was deeper. Because I remember when Uncle Rob and I'd be in the wagon stuff, we'd be crisscrossing that thing, going back and forth across it because he had a lot of property We're on both sides of it up through the creek up there. But I'd said something about they had a rolling store and they would come and stop. I was, you know, I want, I'm sure each day was a different day for different areas in the county because... The day that they would come there, either Tuesday or Wednesday or like Thursday, I don't remember. But I remember my grandmother would trade eggs to them. She might trade them three or four dozen eggs. And then she would get, I guess, flour and cornmeal and different things like that. You know, other things than that, they pretty much, out of the garden, they would can everything up so I mean everything they had was they pretty much were self-sufficient other than salt pepper and and they would always raise watermelons and they had fruit trees peaches and apples and pears and so I mean it was like a every farm at that time pretty much had things like that it was really it was like so I say the a rolling store, and that, and that was it. I remember both places. Mother's parents lived about five miles outside of McMinnville, Tennessee. And they were within about 50 or 100 feet of the road. Everybody was, you know, you locate on the side of the road there because you didn't, you didn't have any way to build big, long driveways. If you did, you had to have a lot of money to gravel it or do something like that, or you just had to rough it. And... My uh, grandmother and Uncle Rom, they they were about twelve or thirteen miles outside of Macmillan, in a, in the other direction, up another way. Mm -hmm. And so you went out to that. They lived out in a, what, a little community out there. You get out to the community, and then you would turn. I mean, we turned left, and you went out about another, I guess, two three miles. And then they were located uh, about the same distance, about 100 feet off the road. So these trucks could either stop in the road right out in the middle of the road. Most of the time they would pull over because everybody had kind of a little intersection where you could pull one or two cars in right in front of the, up toward the house. Not always up to the house, but they'd pull in the front out there. Well, the rolling store was... It wasn't horse drawn. It was no, a, it was a, no, like I, a panel truck. Yeah, like a, like a big... It was a pretty good sized truck. It was, and I want to say basically pretty much at that time, I remember pretty much handmade type thing. I mean, it was mostly wooden, but it would be like a, you know, it was big enough that you could walk up the steps into it and stand up inside of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. and of course I was a kid, but I mean, the, the driver would be able to, he'd stand up in there and he'd have, and it'd be like a little a hallway in there all the way up to the front. And I think he came out in the back and went into it. Now, he might have had a section where he could get out of, in the cab and come down to the center. 
But I remember he had all the stores and stuff on each side of the walkway there, you know. And I think they had all kinds of canned goods and stuff for people that would, would buy stuff like that. But I want to say that mostly my grandmother got pretty much staples and everything that I don't, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember having anything. I, I probably ended up getting a little bit of candy or something like that because being a young idiot kid that had to have candy. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm an old idiot kid that has to have candy, so it's not any different. <laughs> well. Oh, boy. How things what, have what, changed. <laughs> what, what's what you asked for. Oh, yeah. And now you are a farmer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell you, I never did. <laughs> we I always thought, boy, that'd be a good thing to do is be a farmer. Because I remember when my, I guess I remember, at that time I'd gotten out of the Navy. And I guess I'd gotten, trying to get out of the Navy, I was working for IBM at the time. Traveling for them. And, and I guess I was. I gotten. I was married at that time, and I, and I guess my grandparents, and I can't remember if my grandparents, my mother's dad, and mother, they lived there. My aunt, after her husband had died, she had she helped kind of get the house going. I she'd had it wired up, so they had electricity at that time. They had, I, I they might have had even propane heat at that time. I know they still had a big fireplace each one of them and they weren't the warmest houses you know both every, most houses at that time would have like a here's part of the house on one side and they'd have a, a central open area that would be maybe closed off but you'd open up and you went into a great big double hallway and you went down that hallway and and their place I remember you could turn to the right and go into the kind of living room area and I, I want to say that the, at that time, by that time, maybe my, my grandparents was like a living room and a bedroom that they had. And they had a big fireplace. And kind of behind it was the kitchen. And if you went straight down the hallway, you went into a, a big dining room, which was actually attached to the kitchen in the back back mm-hmm. there. And then my aunt, she had refixed the... On the other side, if you turned to the left, you went through a door into her a uh, small apartment that she had built. And I, she'd had uh, toilets put in and stuff. And so it was, it was, it was nice. But like I say, it was that open area. And I don't know if I'm sure they didn't put a, I know that there they had a, a, a you went upstairs. Cause I remember my mother talking about that they, all the kids slept upstairs. They had two or three bedrooms upstairs. But they, it, you went upstairs and then it was open up there because I know that my grandmother would always put, take apples and cut them up and lay them out on newspapers right there because the they had double glass windows there mm-hmm. and the and the sun came right in there and then they would she would dry out all the apples right there on the floor right in front of those uh, those windows there mm-hmm. there was always like a big huge thing of uh, apples which is terrific in the wintertime that's when you had to apple turnovers mm. not throw in a my mother used to always make the things and put a little bit of apricots in them well like, she was just being fancy yes yeah, she was well, we lived in town you had to be fancy if you lived in town 
continue more uh, when I start far, thinking about far, like, farming from afar. <laughs> farming from afar when you want to take another break from being outside, but well, it's gotten up to about uh, almost a hundred now. I'm ready to go back outside. Uh, yeah. Back to the wood. All righty. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs>